It is uh, 6.32 and I am welcoming you to the Northborough School Committee uh, meeting, open meeting. I am going to read a statement from, if I can find it with all my windows. <laughs> Pursuant to chapter two of the acts of the 2023, an act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency signed into law on March 29th, 2023. This meeting will be conducted via remote participation. No in-person attendance by members of the public will be permitted. Uh, we do have just a quick switch in the agenda. We are going, we typically do audience sharing, but we have um, Officer Sullivan with us. Um, he is our school resource officer, our new school resource officer. So we are going to do a little introduction with him first, and then we will um, jump back to the audience sharing. Uh, I'll turn it over to Superintendent Martino. Yes, we're very fortunate to have Officer Stephen Sullivan um, join um, our district as the SRO. Um, Stephen has already made, Officer Sullivan has already made a significant impact in his work. He's been um, very accessible and visible, um, and we're very excited about him joining our team. Um, obviously, it's one, one uh, role of many that he, that he takes on for the Northbrook Police Department. Um, but he's been a great addition and we look forward to the continued partnership and um, welcome Officer Sullivan. Thank you. I uh, just wanna say I'm very happy to be here. Thank you to all the parents, the students, the uh, teachers, staff, um, superintendents, custodians, lunch ladies and lunch men, everyone that uh, I have met so far, everything's been great. Uh, my number one goal is to just be a presence in the school uh, and to deal with situations as they come. A lot of things, lots of questions for high school students and also from kindergarten all through 12th grade. Uh, trying to be a resource to the kids, to the students, and also to help out in, in any ways that I can. Right now, really focusing on Alice and being um, prepared with the schools in that way. So I've been talking to the school principals about the Alice drills, and we've been doing our best to conduct those uh, and have a plan going forward with those. So been very active with that so far. All right, any any questions or comments? Well, thank you very much. We welcome you to our district and our community. Um, my daughter did come home the other day and she was saying that you were in her classroom talking with uh, Principal. Um, so it was very exciting to- Yes, yes, this week, this yes. Week. Yes, thank you. This week I've been doing a lot with uh, Proctor School and Principal Mahoney. She put together a safety superheroes presentation, uh, which I think was really cool. It's a way to uh, give the Alice drill to younger students in ways that they understand, in friendly ways that won't make anyone nervous, but also deliver the message, the same message that all the schools are getting so that we're all prepared the same way. Uh, it's a really fun thing. Had a lot, had a lot of fun so far. And tomorrow I'll be back at the school doing two more grades, which will finish up Proctor School. And I'm sure I'll be bouncing around to the other schools as the weeks go on. So I'm very happy to be here. So thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, is there any other committee members that have anything? Yeah, I, I, I would just wanna say, you know, having known Officer Sullivan now for a couple of years, I think it's it's a wonderful addition to the, to the community and a, an incredible resource. And 
just happy that Officer Sullivan is is our SRO and and thank him for taking that role on and and being a part of this educational community. Thank you, Mr. McKnight. That that means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Well, I'm very excited to see what um, you are going to do with our district and what you can. I know a few years back, the D.A.R.E. program used to be really big into the elementary fifth graders. And uh, last year, and I don't know if it happened starting before COVID, it kind of didn't, wasn't able to pick back up. So hopefully we can get some sort of, if not that program, something back into the schools to help um, show the open communication and the the happiness of police officers and law enforcement and, and have the different facade than you see on the news and things like that. So definitely understand all that. And uh, I've been talking to administration about that. Great. All right. Um, if we don't have anything else, we you're welcome to leave officers okay. out or you're welcome to stay. It's totally up to you. It's going to be a fun night tonight, I think. So. All right. Thank you. I'll leave as a panelist, but I'm sure I'll stick around a little bit to, uh, to watch the committee go on. So thank so, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. All right. So now we're going to move on to um, the audience sharing part of the night. Um, we do have quite a, mem uh, a quite a few number of attendees tonight. Um, I just want to start off um, by saying that the school committee does not have a say in the day-to-day -day operations of the school system. That's the responsibility of the superintendent together with the school principals and other administrative staff. However, part of the superintendent's role is to keep the school committee informed about major administrative decisions and procedures, thus allowing committee to assess whether those administrative actions conform to the school's committee policy. The decision, the recent decision to remove elementary school Halloween costume parade from occurring during the school day does not violate any policy that we currently have. While some members, individual members of the school committee may be disappointed in the decision, the principal, superintendent, and administration have the authority to make the changes and decisions that they feel better prioritize the well being and learning of all students. In adherence to our guidelines, the school committee meetings, policy B29, only items listed on the committee members' advanced copies of the agenda are discussed. Therefore, there will be no discussion on the topic of Halloween Parade tonight. We do, however, welcome and encourage public comment during either of our audience sharing the agenda items. We ask that any individual wishing to speak to follow the rules and procedures listed in the public comment of school committee meetings, policy B330. The first segment of the night, um, I'm going to have a strict 15-minute um, timeline. Uh, we want each speaker to limit themselves to a maximum of three minutes. This way, multiple members of the community will be able to respectfully speak and be heard. Uh, we're gonna have a timekeeper who will alert the individuals when there's a 30 seconds left. Um, I'm gonna have, I'm also gonna say that uh, we have two audience, audience sharing times. The first one, we are gonna limit to the 15 minutes. At the end of the evening, at the will of the committee, if they want, we can extend that longer 
for longer um, comments and hearing. Um, but we want to make sure that the first one sticks to 15 minutes so we can get on with the rest of the assigned agenda tonight. All righty. So um, to get this started, each speaker, um, you can raise your virtual hand and we will promote the speaker. We need you to state your name and address before you um, make any comments. Do we have any virtual hands raised? I don't see any on my end. Do any of the other people see any hands raised? No? All right. Uh, seeing no audience sharing comments, we're gonna move on. Kelly, one yeah. hand just went up. Oh, we got a hand? Okay, yes. All right, so I'm going to, um, we have uh, Kurt as the first person to share. And Kurt, if you could just say your first name, last name and address, um, that'd be great. Mr. Martineau, can you hear me? I can, thank you. Okay, Kirk Kitzman, uh, 11 Sawyer Road. Well, thank you for, for having me on. Um, you know, first I'd like to kind of state, I haven't been on a school committee meeting in a little bit, but I do find it odd that you guys are still keeping these virtually. I know you're opening up with the, you know, the COVID crisis kept us locked down and, and we all recognize that it was necessary to move this forum, but, it's been a while now since we've all returned to work and moved to open events. And I do think that you guys have the responsibility to put yourselves back into the public and you know, face the community that you guys represent. And so I don't know why we're continuing to, to hold the meetings in this manner. Um, I think it really takes away the, the, the way that we engage and speak to each other. Um, and it makes it really easy for people to not face each other. So i uh, just like to make that point. And I really think that you guys should, should move beyond this. Secondly, um, I do want to speak about the Halloween cancellation because, you know, personally, I was really upset that this changed within our, our community without anybody in the community giving the ability to really speak to it. Um, this wasn't a community decision. And I know that other towns and schools have decided to go down this pathway. But the fact is, is that, you know, we are a small town and we have our own personality. And I think that before this was taken away from our children and our culture and something that we do, we should have been given the ability to have a say on it. And I don't think that that was done. And I don't think that it was fair the way that this was timed so that there was such not a lot of time for people to come in and say, hey, we're against this. People could organize and say, what do you think? How do you feel about it? So I don't think that this administration has really, really put the, the, how the community feels in the forefront and what decision that we would have made. And I don't think that you guys have the ability to make that decision for us. Um, you know, also, I really feel like, you know, th this community that we are in you know, we should have the, we're different. And while other places are going down these paths, 
we should take a different approach. I don't know why we felt that we had to make this change. Um, this event has always been inclusive for everybody. And for some reason, we decided through this- 30 seconds. Through taking this step, that I feel like it suddenly became uninclusive. And it wasn't about that. And suddenly we made it about that. So I really wish that you guys will take in my feedback. I know there's a lot of people that feel the same way that I do and reconsider your decision because I really feel that the, the focus that you have put on this is not the right focus for our community. And Hi. the right focus for you know, what the school should be looking at. I really feel like you guys should be more focused on what are core to our scholastics and to our children and not necessarily focused on, you know, can we take away something from them that they enjoy? Thank you. Thank you very much. Are there any other attendees wishing to speak? I see another hand. All right, so Edward Reese. Um, again, I'll promote you to talk and just again, please announce your first and last name and address. Uh, hello, I'm Edward Reese, 320 Howard Street, Northboro. Um, and just echoing what the last speaker said, uh, I, I, I have to say part of the reason that I'm even calling into this meeting was to hear about this Halloween decision um because frankly i don't understand it i don't understand why it's being taken away from my son i don't understand the reasons behind it they say oh it's for inclusion well then my question to that is where does that inclusion end like uh come the spring is my son going to be de denied lunch at school because of ramadan so that people that celebrate ramadan feel included? Um, is he going to be forced to celebrate some other holiday? Or are all mentions of religion and holidays going to be taken away entirely so that kids don't know how to exist in a multicultural environment that we have and coexist with people that don't necessarily think the way they think, feel the way they feel, believe what they believe? And the fact that uh, there was no discussion, all of this transpired from my perspective within the span of 24 hours, followed by requiring working parents to figure out how to put something together outside of school hours. I mean, frankly, this is just insulting and it smacks of a decision that the administration knew was going to be unpopular and just pushed it through by any means they could because that's what they wanted. And frankly, I, I'm upset that you announce, oh, we're not going to be discussing this because where is the forum to discuss this? Uh, it, it, I mean, fine, if this is not the proper forum, that is okay. I will respect that. But don't just say this isn't the proper forum. Give us something to go on. Because frankly, as a member of the community, as a parent, I feel insulted. And frankly, I, I, I'm worried about what precedent this sets.
Thank you so much. Are there any other audience members? Okay, seeing no other hands. Um, we will be moving on our agenda. Um, I do wanna say that although there are not a bunch of audience members sharing tonight, we have received, the school committee has received a numerous amount of comments and emails about the decision and how they feel as this, um, that it was potentially a hastily decision or um, not understanding the logics behind it. Um, as a school committee chair, I would suggest to the superintendent to possibly join with the principals and administration and maybe re-evaluate the decision um, and potentially reach back out to the community, whether it be scheduling an open forum to discuss it or explain the situation or whatever you have. Um, again, the school committee cannot you know, decide what happens on the day-to-day -day operations, but we can encourage you to possibly look at other alternatives. <laughs> Um, all right, that concludes our audience sharing. We will move on to new business. Yep, through the chair, I do have um, a couple comments. Yep, sure. Um, so first, thank you, um, Chairwoman Gannett. Um, I appreciate parents who reached out directly to principals and me over the course of the past week and who shared their concerns in a respectful and thoughtful manner and truly engaged in civil discourse. I also thank Kurt and Ed for engaging in civil discourse this evening. I do respect the committee's request. Um, the school committee's roles and responsibilities include budgeting, policy hiring, evaluating, and hiring the superintendent. And as you indicated, uh, the school committee is not responsible for determining what events such as Halloween parades should take place in our schools. Uh, these decisions are really uh, the responsibility of principals and the leadership team. However, the leadership team and I have great respect for the committee's work and support, and I agree that we will reevaluate the decision over the next couple of days. Um, parents' feedback about um, the lack of um, tr transparent processes fair. Um, there was a lot of thought and discussion behind the scenes that took place last year and early into this, um, the start of the school year. However, parents weren't privy to that or we didn't communicate that clearly. So I think that is fair feedback that we received. It's never the district's intention to make uh, decisions in isolation. Parents are partners in the process. I will add that last year, 12% um, of elementary students did not participate in the parade. That's about 120 students for a variety of reasons from being scared of costumes, anxious, anxious about marching in a parade, or um, Halloween not being aligned with the family's beliefs. So I think that's important to note. Secondly, although a 20 minute parade, um, it does consume an educator's entire afternoon, getting kids organized um, and placed into costume, which does take place, um, take time away from learning. 
Um, and Halloween is not a topic that is contained in the district curriculum. I understand that the Halloween parade was a wonderful memory-making experience for many students and families. However, this is not the case for many students. Um, lastly, the district's willingness to listen to the feedback and reconsider is due to the direct feedback we received from people who reached out in a thoughtful, respectful, and engaged in civil discourse, you know, such as Kurt and Ed this evening. Um, again, I'm agreeing to reconsider uh, to provide more time and input and thought to plan um, moving forward. Thank you. Thank you so much. <clears throat> All right, tonight we have, um, and I'm not sure if Scott is here yet, or is he appointed, promoted? I'm not sure. Um, but we have um, an open seat on the Northborough Financial Planning Committee and um, the Northborough um, part of their guidelines is that we um, appoint a liaison for the group. Uh, Jones, I see your hand up. Oh, Stephanie, yeah. I was just gonna say there is someone in the audience named Scott. There's no last name. Do you want me to promote them? Uh, let's promote them, test them out All and right. see. <laughs> Kelly? Yes. Um, I did have my hand up um, and I did want to make a comment and I was going to wait until further when we have our second um, audience sharing. But since we were on the topic of uh, the, um, the, the issue at hand on the Halloween parade, I had a comment that I wanted to make, but it's up to your preview where you want me to do it. Um, do we know if this is the right Scott? It is. It is, it it is, is. the right Scott. Okay, Joan, I'm going to have you wait um, until a little later, just because okay. I don't want to eat up Scott's time. I understand. Necessary. Okay, thank you. I'll circle back. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. When I uh, signed in, it just had my name pre-populated. I didn't really think to put the last name in there. So, but no it worries. is me. Well, so, um, yeah, I don't know um, how you were wanted to work this. I mean, I can just talk for a little bit about my background and interest in the committee, or if there are certainly questions, I'm happy to take those as well. Uh, Superintendent Margo, did you have any? Yeah, so I think that, um, so we did receive Scott's application um, to serve on the, uh, be the liaison to the school committee on the committee. So Scott, it would be great if you just spend uh, uh, two minutes talking about your kind of your background and experience and why you're interested in, in serving in this capacity. Sure, of course. Um, so I know some of you um, on the, on the uh, screen already, for those of you that don't, uh, my name is Scott Stockland. Uh, my wife, Joanne, and I and our kids have lived in Northborough for uh, 24 years. Um, from an educational standpoint, I have a undergraduate degree in engineering. I have a master's degree in business with a concentration in finance. And I'm also a level two candidate for the uh, CFA uh, charter. Uh, professionally, I started working in the financial services industry, uh, primarily advising uh, individuals. Um, and then in 1999, uh, moved into the institutional retirement business. So for the last 23 years, uh, I have been working 
and advising institutional clients on ways of optimizing and administering their uh, what we call defined contribution, which is really a 401k plan, and then defined benefit, which is really a pension plan. Um, I also teach a class uh, at work um, annually to about two or 300 new hires on how our company makes money. We go through the balance sheet, uh, the income statement, we look for the drivers of revenue and profitability. And the idea there really is to give uh, new employees a good view of really how the company makes money uh, and what some of the levers are that we have that can impact um, that profitability. So, and I think from the um, serving on the committee itself, um, you know, for me, I know I would be one of six people. Um, and I think I would approach things really in a balanced format with a particular eye towards really being good stewards of the, um, the residents' money. I think that's important. And I think we need you know, balance in terms of the uh, financial decisions that are being made. I know that it's not necessarily the financial planning committee that's making those decisions, but I think it's good to have a, um, you know, a balanced approach in terms of really how we spend money, how we pay for things. Uh, and like I said, I think being really good stewards of, um, of, the, of the residents' money is, uh, is important. So I'd be happy to do it. Um, I have an office in Boston, but I'm primarily working from home these days. So I've got the opportunity to, uh, you know, attend uh, meetings that happen at night, whereas maybe four or five years ago, that probably wouldn't be the case. And I would also say that my um, uh, rates as a volunteer are uh, very competitive. So I'm certainly happy to take any questions that anybody has, um, but Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in tonight, um, even virtual. And um, my question to you would be, you're applying as the liaison for the school committee. So what role do you see that playing versus if you were just to apply in a different position for it? Well, I think as a, as a liaison of the school committee, um, right, one of the things that you would also look at is really the, uh, the impact on the decisions on um, the schools here in Northborough. And I know that that's the largest part of our town budget. Um, I know it's critically important that the, uh, the town have a viable and highly functioning uh, school um, system. I know that's one of the things that really drives not only interest in the town, but also property value. So I would look at it in terms of really um, the impact, um, positive and negative, that it's going to have on, on the schools here in Northboro. Thank you. Lauren? Thank you. Uh, in line with Kelly's comment, um, so Scott, thank you for um, your interview tonight. And um, I'm curious. Uh, for the liaison position, um, what types of communication do you see yourself engaging in uh, with the committee, perhaps uh, the chair, um, in order to ensure that the communication between uh, the committee and the town um, stays transparent? Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, um, communication and transparency is uh, extremely important. Um, and I don't know exactly how many times the finance committee meets. I think it might be quarterly, uh, but certainly taking the information that we're talking about and the decisions that are being made and reporting back to the school committee um, would absolutely be important. 
do you um, foresee yourself also sort of doing the the other other route of communication? So attending our meetings um, as a, um, a listening in or watching the recordings afterwards, and then bringing our discussions about our budget process then to the finance committee. Sure, of course, of course. And in a in a scenario where I might not be able to attend a particular meeting. Um, certainly would be open to any communication with the chair of this committee or any member of the committee uh, in terms of things that you feel are important that the uh, financial planning committee um, look at and be aware of. Thank you. And my wife, um, you know, for what it's worth, is a, um, a principal in a, in a neighboring town. So I, I, um, I get a fair amount of information in terms of things that a lot of the uh, school committees and um, school boards are, uh, are focused on. Thank you. Uh, Joan? Uh, thank you, Scott, uh, for coming forward and putting your name in candidacy for this. This is an important position. And um, my question had to tag along with what Lauren said, because in the past about the communication with us, and I know in the past, some members would come to the school committee members, uh, to our school committee meetings, and then other times, we wouldn't hear anything. So I was just going to ask you if you'd be willing to come to some of our school committee meetings. And I think Lauren did a great job in asking that question. So you don't have to answer because I think you did a great job. So communication between you and our school committee is very important. Kelly, I had a question for you. This appointment of the liaison, is this a one-year term or is this an indefinite term? It's a three-year term, I believe. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Kristen? Hi, Scott. Thank you for putting your name in and for um, agreeing to your volunteering for the service. Um, I'm wondering on your application, you put in that it was really important to take input from the community. Um, I'm wondering if you had a vision of how you might improve that or, or how you were going to go about that, because you said it was important to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is um, something that um, will come out in the uh, you know, in the meetings, and I and I am assuming that the uh, the financial planning committee has open meetings like this, um, where if there are topics of particular interest, and I think there are a number of things that are really in front of the town, um, pretty large decisions coming up in the next couple of years, and very similar to you know what happened here tonight with um, with the Halloween uh, question, right? I mean, you uh, you know, as as a committee, um, you. Uh, know that that's a big decision. Um, you make it available for people to voice their concerns and their opinions. And then ultimately you have to go away and really make the best decision for the town. So I would envision something very similar to that. And if we're not doing that today, um, you know, maybe that's something that the uh, financial planning committee can, can look at implementing. Thank you. Great, thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you. Bryce, I'm not sure if you have anything to say. If I don't, if you don't unmute, then I take that as a no. Okay. Joan? Um, at this time, I would like to put into a motion that the Northboro K-8 School Committee appoints Scott Stockland for a three-year term as our liaison to the Northboro Financial Planning Committee. Second. A motion by Joan, seconded by Bryce. Any discussion? 
caring nun, seeing no I love hand. that, honey. I think that's one of those. saw that you were like, that's my wife. <laughs> uh, I don't know who that was. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, was it's going to be a roll call vote. Um, oh, Superintendent Martino. So I just wanted um, the motion. I think we should, um, if, you know, Joan had a great start, if we could also add the, when the term expires. And also, I think it's important to note that, um, you know, uh, Mr. Stockton would have an opportunity uh, to renew for a second three-year term at the, at the time of the expiration of his term. Okay. Um, all right, so. Do you want me Joan, to drop do you want to, do you want to restate your motion, Joan? Yes. So Greg, for clarification, do you have the do you have the memo, Joan? Open. I think there was an example motion. I have it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'd like to rescind the motion that I made. Okay. And I don't think it got seconded. So it got seconded by Bryce. So Bryce has to rescind. might be having audio difficulties. I apologize. There are audio difficulties present it's in okay, my no house worries. at the moment. Um, I rescind the second. Thank you. Okay. Um, I move to appoint Mr. Scott Stockland as the Northboro School Committee liaison to the Northboro Financial Planning Committee with a term to expire on April 30th, 2024, and with an option to renew for a second three-year term at that time. Second. All right. Motioned by Jones, seconded by Bryce. Uh, any discussion? Lauren. So just to clarify, so um, would Mr. Stockland be finishing up someone else's three-year yes. term? Oh, that's I why. Okay. I believe we had, um, I believe they have two vacancies, if I believe, if I'm correct. Um, so okay. people left before their terms. So this would be finishing off the previous liaisons and then renewing come April. Thank you. Okay, no other discussion. It will be a roll call vote. Bryce? Yes. Joan? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Lauren? Yes. And myself as a yes, it passes unanimously. Congratulations, Mr. Stockland, and thank you so much for applying. And uh, we can't you. wait to see the great things you're going to bring to our committee and we can bring to yours. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, what is your hourly rate, Scott, again? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not much. It's not much. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank uh, you. Thank you. You too. Bye, everyone. Good night. Uh, next on the agenda we have is the principal reports. And although all principals are here tonight, I'm going to start with Michelle Carb. And I'm not sure if you're just going to do it for everybody or if everyone's going to speak for themselves. But I'll let you start first, and then you can tell us what's going to happen. <laughs> OK, thank you, Kelly. Yes, I'm going to just read our report. And then the elementary principals will um, share their information. 
October is a busy month for Mellican. Our eighth graders were treated to their annual presentation from Assabet Regional Technical High School today, and students who are interested will visit the school later in the month. We are also working with Algonquin to plan presentations and visits for our eighth graders. Our Carnegie math implementation is going well. Teachers are working collaboratively to implement highly engaging and interactive math lessons, to engage in coaching with Carnegie staff, and to set goals and reflect and refine, reflect on and refine their practice. Our interscholastic sports seasons are underway with field hockey, girls and boys soccer, and cross-country teams. We have approximately 90 students participating in our interscholastic sports program this year. Our before and after school clubs have also begun to meet. Nintendo Club, Garden Collective, Yearbook Club, Crafts for a Cause, and many others are up and running with more beginning later this month. Our World of Difference peer leaders have begun meeting and will engage in their training through the Anti-Defamation League later in the fall. We look forward to meeting with families during our parent guardian teacher conferences, which will take place on October 24th and 26th. And finally, our sixth grade teachers are preparing for the grade six overnight trip to the ecology school in early November. And they are working with students and families to establish learning, meal, and room groups for this exciting trip. Thank you. Who would like to go next? I think that's me. Okay. Let me find my, sorry, I clicked off of my report. All right. Happens all the time. Yeah, I know. Sorry. We are off to a great start to October at the elementary schools, uh, establishing routines, expectations, and classroom protocols are taking deeper root. Students are engaging in team building activities to get to know their classmates even better. We'd like to thank all of our teachers and staff for their efforts and commitment to implementing our new Wit and Wisdom ELA curriculum um, and for the hard work so far this year. All four elementary schools opened their doors to families for our annual open house on September 21st. Students acted as tour guides for their families as they navigated the hallways. Teachers created scavenger hunts for families and students to do together. They also provided samples of student work, hopes and dreams displays, as well as interactive all about me activities. The breakfast program is off to a great start at Peasley. It will begin, it, it will begin in a couple of weeks at the other schools as well. Students can come directly into the cafeteria from the bus, their before school program, or being dropped off by parents each morning. Breakfast is free to all students at this time. A selection of rotated items, including cereals, muffins, Pop-Tarts, pastries, fruits, and other whole grains are being offered over the course of the week. Since this is a new program, we will work to solidify the routines over the next few weeks. We will also share the updates with families as needed. Stacy. All right, I'm going to speak to all four Northboro Elementary Schools and our strong focus on physical and emotional well-being of students. So as Detective Sullivan shared earlier in this meeting, he has been instrumental in joining with our principal group, begin planning ways to continue our work and supporting students and teachers um, around you know, physical safety and ways to stay safe both in and out of school. Um, he also mentioned that at Proctor School, we've been meeting with each grade level to conduct safety chats 
These are interactive presentations that help students familiarize themselves with how they can keep themselves safe each day. Um, our students are using some common language, as Detective Sullivan mentioned, with a focus on the idea of stop looking and listening. Um, and it's been really great to have Detective Sullivan be present in our building. And it looks like we're really going to try to increase his presence throughout the district. Um, and then in terms of our social emotional well-being, um, October is Bullying Prevention Month. All four North Rural Elementary schools are using the Digital Second Step platform. This is Second Step is a research-based program that helps build our students' social emotional learning. Um, so the first unit is actually focused on uh, bullying prevention. And the general idea is to help students recognize bullying behaviors and identify how to report them and to whom they should report. Um, the unit also provides learning experiences that helps our students build awareness about the roles of a bystander and really helps to empower the bystander and gives bystanders those skills. And then lastly, beginning in the fourth grade, our students do learn about cyberbullying and how this type of bullying can have an even more harmful impact than other types of bullying. And now I'm gonna turn it over to John. Good evening. So this Friday at Z, we have our second um, Zebra Families and Communities Week of the Year. We'll be doing some small service projects around the school. In our John, can you speak a little closer to the microphone? Yeah, I had this problem last time too. I'm not sure what it is. Can you hear me now? Yeah, thank you. All right. So this Friday at Z, we'll have our second Zebra Families and Community Meeting of the Year. We'll be doing some small service projects around the school and our Zebra Families before we gather as a school and talk about the positive impact that an individual can have. Um, we'll also be recognizing some students and staff that have exemplified what it means to be a zebra over the past month. Um, Walk the School Day was a huge success in the district today. Um, each elementary school provided an opportunity for family, staff, and students to walk together to their individual schools. This was a wonderful chance to promote unity, wellness, and school pride, and the weather was beautiful. Turnout was fantastic. Jen? Thank you, John. Um, I wanted to piggyback on what Stacy Mahoney mentioned about Officer Sullivan. He came over on Friday night to join the Lincoln Street Polar Bears for their welcome back to school pizza party. Uh, so he is really trying to make a presence in connecting with all of the principals. So again, we thank Stephen for joining the team. Um, our school librarians have initiated the new district-wide reading challenge. We're excited to announce a new district-wide challenge for the school year. Students, staff, and family members are invited to participate. There will be celebration events at Algonquin Regional High School and book giveaways and other prizes for participation. Participation is voluntary, but really easy. One each month. Readers should choose a book that fits the monthly challenge. Two, read the book. And three, once you have finished the book, fill out a simple Google form to log your reading. Access to reading challenge and Google form links can be found on the library Google Classroom. Some of the schools have begun inviting parents and families in participation in the library as guest reader programs as well. Uh, other Information would be the Northboro Elementary PTOs are continuing to partner with all of the building principals and the community to provide opportunities for families to meet and greet each other. We want to thank our PTOs again for helping us have a wonderful opening and continued success with building community leadership. 
Thank you so much. Do we have any questions from the committee members? Seeing none at this time. I just wanna thank you all very much for coming tonight and sharing and uh, doing what you do every day. Um, unless Superintendent Martino needs somebody to stick around or if you don't have anything else on the agenda. Well, thank you for your attendance tonight and appreciate you all signing in. Yeah, through the chair, um, one recommendation is Michelle Carb has an overview kind of the cell phone grant um, and approval. So okay. if it's the will of the committee to move that topic up next so Michelle can um, share the work and then um, the committee can vote on the grant and she can begin her evening. Perfect. Yes, um, so we will be moving um, agenda item number 10, the cell phone grant. We will move that to now. Yes, thank you. Um, so over the summer, um, <clears throat> I saw an email that um, invited um, administrators and educators uh, to apply for a grant to support um, cell phone um, and connected device usage in schools in Massachusetts. So Gretchen Bean, our assistant principal, and I worked with Assistant Superintendent Reinhorn to um, write a grant and we received the grant. So the amount, um, which I don't have in front of me is I think 12,000 something. Um, and the grant, uh, the purpose of the grant um, there's there are a few different parts to it. So um, what we know from the um, from research is that cell phone usage and connected device usage is harmful for children. And so that's why this grant has been made available to support schools in learning about ways and best practices to help students use technology and devices responsibly. So there are a lot of different thoughts out there about locking up cell phones while students are at school so they can't access them or having classroom storage spaces for cell phones when kids enter classrooms. So there are a lot of different thoughts out there um, across the world actually, but certainly in our state. So the purpose of this grant is to um, provide um, a resources to have an in-house committee where we can do some research and really dig in, decide what makes the most sense for our community. We will be asking for um, family input and student input as well. But one thing we know for sure is that connected devices interrupt student learning. So um, our hope is to um, launch the work within the next month or so, form a committee, begin doing some research to see what is out there, um, and possibly purchase um, either storage containers or something, depending upon which direction the committee decides to go. So we are excited about it. Um, and we, again, know that this is a, a hot button topic and we're excited to have some resources to support us on this journey. Thank you so much, congratulations. It's very exciting to see things like that. Thank you. Come to our district. Um, Kristen. Hi, um, congratulations, Principal Carb, that's great. Um, I'm wondering if you can share any more details about the methodology that you plan on using as you implement this grant. Um, 
I recognize some of the methods that you mentioned, at least one teacher I know at the middle school has a space. Um, I think she calls it a cell phone hotel um, to try and prevent usage, which is a great idea. Um, and I'm just wondering if you can give us any more details or tell us more about how your the methodology you're planning to use so we can um, hear about what you're planning to do. Sure, so there's certainly um, no shortage of opinions about how we should be managing cell phones in schools um, from students and teachers and custodians and cafeteria workers and families. So I think, um, you know, as many people as there are, there are probably that many sort of um, thoughts and ideas. So I think there, <clears throat> there are a lot of different things that, that are being done. So I think initially we need to start and sort of see what we are doing and how effective it is. So we do have um, a cell phone practice in place now. And, um, you know, it is somewhat effective, but certainly um, we know that devices are still interrupting uh, students learning as well as their um, socialization skills. So I think we need to sort of um, first take a lay of the land and see where we are and then um, talk with um, schools in the state to sort of see what different kinds of things folks have tried because there are a lot of different things, um, as well as um, looking at some of what schools are doing across the globe because it is a big issue. So I think we want to sort of see what's out there, see what we're doing, um, and kind of look at some data to see which methods are more effective. Is it more effective to have kids' phones locked up for the day, um, only accessible at lunch, for example? How do families feel about that? Um, so those are things that we really have to consider um, and family input is going to be critical. Um, the other thing is in terms of having, you know, cell phone parking lots or whatever in particular classrooms, we know that some teachers find that stressful because um, what if a kid's phone gets stolen, for example? So I think there are a lot of ideas out there that we really want to explore and vet and really kind of understand and find schools that are implementing each of these strategies to see what the effectiveness of them are before we commit to a strategy. So we um, we we feel like the first several meetings um, are going to be sort of seeing what's out there and researching and looking for data and research to support um, different strategies that are in place. Um, and then sort of thinking about it and again, partnering with families because we know there are strong opinions from everybody um, and they are, everybody has a perspective and it's important to hear what everybody thinks about it. And most importantly, um, what is the best practice to put in place that is gonna help all of our students. So the health and well-being of our students has to be paramount. It can't simply be what um, a teacher prefers or what a family um, thinks might be best. I think we have to consider all of that, but we really ultimately have to focus on what is best for students' health and well-being. Michelle, can I just jump in and add, um, first of all, you have a good memory. The, the total grant was $12,040. Um, and that um, the sort of um, portion of the grant we applied for included this kind of assessment process. And so part of what the grant funds is to help us have a group of people and pay them to take the time to be on a committee and work on this. It also funds us to be able to do some education with students and with families. Um, so, you know, cell phone hotels and things like that are part of the conversation, but it's not um, the only focus. There's also a focus on education, for um, families and students. So I just wanted to add those aspects of it um, as well. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Michelle and Stephanie. I look forward to seeing um, everything you find out. John? 
Uh, thank you, Kelly. Uh, Michelle, I'd like to thank you for searching, writing, which is an easy task, and then being awarded this grant. Um, just for clarification, did you say there was going to be a committee that is going to be assisting you on this initiative? Yes, um, as Stephanie mentioned, um, some of the funding goes towards paying teachers, um, staff members stipends. So um, we have to see uh, how many people are interested and then see what the grant will fund. So yes, it will be a group of us um, and we hope to launch uh, the actual work within the next month or so. Would you be reaching, besides the faculty and staff within the building of Malikan, would you also be looking to any parent groups or community uh personnel that are out there that would, might be interested so we we hope to be able to um create some surveys um as a way to get feedback from families um and possibly community members but mostly families because they're the ones obviously sending the kids to us so but certainly i think at this point we are open um to ideas for sure okay thank you michelle you're welcome right just want to uh, thank Michelle for applying uh, for the grant. The grant was a competitive grant, so we were competing against districts across the Commonwealth. So I just want to compliment Michelle for her efforts and her great work. And also for the motion, the grant title is, is Approaches to Address Student Cell Phone Use Pilot Grant, which is fund code 729. And as Stephanie indicated, the dollar amount with was $12,040. All right, so I will accept a motion to accept the grant of $12,040 through the fiscal year of 2024, approaches to address student cell phone use pilot grant, fund code 729 grant to Mellican Middle School. Get so moved. Okay. Moved Second. by Joan. Second. Seconded by Kristen. Any discussion? Hearing none, we will do a roll call vote. Joan? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Bryce? Yes. And myself as a yes, it passes unanimously. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for both of your hard work. Um, and thank you to um, the grant. We appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you, Stephanie. Okay, so that was agenda 10 item. We are jumping back to the legislative update. Item number four. So at this time, there are no legislative updates, um, but I do also want to call attention to um, a remark that was made during audience sharing around the, the committee continuing to have um, remote meetings. Um, last year, the committee met in person and will continue to meet in person. Um, this was a last minute change to ensure that we had a quorum of the school committee members to hold the meeting. Yes, and I apologize. Last month, I, I did have COVID. So it was, um, that was my fault. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Uh, moving on, report to the resolution committee. So this is uh, about the MASC, which is the conference that will be held next month. 
it is a week later than usual. So we will have our regularly scheduled school committee meeting uh, the first Wednesday of the month, and we will not have to postpone it or pre it to a Monday like we've done in years past. So I have, I, I can make some recommendations to mm -hmm. the committee about the resolutions. So um, I did have a chance to review the resolutions carefully. Um, and there are several that I'd recommend the committee supporting. Um, the first is regarding investigations and, and recommendations for transportation bidding procedures, which is resolution two. So when districts in our district um, bids for transportation, we are finding that we are not getting more than one bidder, um, which it does not make it a competitive process. So this resolution would give um, the state auditor um, the ability to investigate the bidding uh, procedures and processes and uh, make any findings and recommendations to ensure that the bidding process is competitive um, and that uh, we can contain um, the cost of transportation. The second um, resolution that I think um, does not particularly pertain, pertain to the Northborough Pre-K-8 Committee, but does pertain to the Regional Committee, and that is uh, Regional Transportation. Basically, it allows, um, allows any difference in regional transportation reimbursement that it doesn't fully fund transportation, which is required by the law. Um, it has not been funded fully um, in the tenure of the program. And this allows the district to charge um, the difference um, between what we receive from regional transportation and what it costs um, the district. So it would give the ability for the regional high school to apply a transportation fee if it so desires. The next um, resolution I uh, would, would recommend supporting is, res is Resolution 5, the Mass School Building Authority. So MSBA has $800,000 cap um, uh, for accelerated repair. Um, as you all know, um, the accelerated repair program was paused last year um, due to inflationary costs of projects that were underway. Um, this would um, help to remove the cap or expand the cap, and also would um, bring back accelerated repair program for FY24. Um, the next res resolution is um, resolution eight, uh, safe storage of firearms. Um, so uh, 1,200 children uh, and teens die by gun suicide every year. 80% um, of children under age 18 um, who died from um, firearm by suicide used a gun that belonged to a family member. So this just uh, helps um, spread the word and communicate um, the safe the safe storage of um, of firearms in in family homes. So those are the resolutions that I think pertain to um, some of the work the district is doing that I recommend um, the, the district supporting. Great, thank you. <clears throat> so with those resolutions come, um, we need to nominate and appoint somebody to vote at the delegate um, as a delegate at the annual business meeting. Um, so Bryce is going, I'm going, and Kristen are going. Um, I'm not sure 
the timing of the exact event and when it happens. I think it's usually the last day that it happens, but I'm not 100% sure. Greg, do you know if we appoint one of us and then they can't go, can one of the other ones? I think in the past, the committee has appointed a primary and then an alternate um, as a, a backup. So I will, I don't have the time of the delegation meeting. So I will um, find that out and share that with whoever the committee appoints as the primary delegate in um, secondary. Mm. Sounds good. John? Um, out of the three who are attending, who would like to be the delegate? And I think is Kelly is the chair. I think you should be the delegate, but um, I would like to hear from Bryce and Kristen what their feelings are. Yeah, I mean, I think I think to look to the chair is 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 the right move there. But I would also say, like, the chair is in a lot of different things that that we aren't. And I would say that you know, um, I would volunteer to be the delegate uh, or at least the the alternate. He volunteered. Um, I heard it. Did everyone hear? It? I heard it. I heard a volunteer. Yeah. So if yeah, so if that's if that's acceptable to the rest of the committee, then I would take I would take that on. Kristen. Yeah, I think I, I'm just really going to second what what Bryce was saying was that I I think as chair and um, tenure wise, Kelly would certainly be a great choice. But if um, you know you have a lot on your plate already, so I'm happy to help where needed. Um, but I'm also happy to let one or both of you guys go do it. <laughs> and I Kristen, think it, would it you is, would you be um, the alternate? Would you be the alternate? Sure. I, do I you want to be? I'm all for having more exposure to newer members. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like as the vice chair, as the vice chair of it. One is the yeah, and as the as the vice chair, it, it kind of makes sense, so, you know, to yeah. like. But experience it and then move on. Yeah. But I'd feel um, great having Kristen as a as a also either yeah. the delegate or a backup. I'd feel wonderful with that. Sure. I would be willing to be the alternate, certainly, if you want to be the, the delegate, Bryce. Okay. Um, and it looks like the meeting might be 4:30 on Wednesday. Um, I knew I had the paper around here somewhere. Oh, really? So oh, I just scanned. starting. There you That's go. That's interesting. Because usually it ends the meeting. So they flipped it. There's a lot on Wednesday. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it, and it has a business, mass business meeting. Um, Usually yeah, I was just scanning the paper quickly. Okay, yeah, because I know they have like the opening and all that, and but we can we can confirm on that and figure mm -hmm. it out. As I yeah. said, all three of us are going, so worst right, case. that gives us flexibility, certainly. Yeah, John. I would like to make a motion to appoint Bryce as the delegate uh, from the Northboro K-8 School Committee for as the voting delegate for the MASC convention to be held in November and Kristen to be the alternate. And at the same time to have our voting delegate to support the resolutions of two, three, five, six, and eight. Thank you, Joan. Second. Motion by Joan, seconded by Lauren. Any discussion? Hearing none, it will be a roll call vote. 
Joan? Well, oh, yeah. go ahead, Bryce. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Like, could that? Do you not want to be tied to voting? Well, I don't necessarily. I or not without a not without a full discussion with you all on each. Okay. Is there a way to just not lock in? So, well, like, what we can do is, since there was a motion and a second, what we could do is, if it doesn't pass, we can do a roll call vote, and if it doesn't pass, then we can revote, make a new motion, and then revote. Um, okay. Greg. Yeah, I mean, I think that this has been a concern of other committee committees and committee members that um, you know, what does the vote mean? Um, and I think just generally the voting a resolution, the, the, the passage of legislation to get these um, to actually become law and passed is a multi-year process typically. So um, even if there was no vote casted um, from our delegate, it doesn't, doesn't really impact um, the work moving forward. I think part of the, the attendance is really hearing from other school committees across the Commonwealth and hearing what um, their issues and concerns and thoughts are on these particular resolutions. So Kelly, would you like me to rescind my motion so that we could just get the delegate and the alternate? That's up to you, I don't want to. I like to rescind my original motion. Okay. I'll rescind the second. Okay. Um, does so anybody I, have a new motion? I do. I raise my hand. Oh, yeah. Greg had his before me. Okay. Uh, at this time, I'd like to uh, put into motion to um, for us to vote and to approve uh, for the MASC voting delegate to the annual business meeting in November uh, to have Bryce as our voting delegate and alternate to be Kristen. Second. Motion by Joan, seconded by Lauren. Any discussion? Okay, hearing none. Roll call vote, Joan? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Bryce? <clears throat> yes. And myself as a yes. Congratulations, voting delegates and the alternate. <laughs> Can't wait to see you at the MASC conference. <laughs> All right. The next um, on the agenda is going to be the school lunch program. Do you want to start it off, Greg? Sure. So, yes. So, um, Kelly, Bryce, and I had an opportunity to sit down and really, um, you know, think about our food services program. Um, and I think um, one of the things I shared that pre-pandemic, um, we were moving forward with uh, forming a study group and a committee to really think about how we can enhance our food services program and really incorporate it into our overall wellness um, curriculum. Um, so uh, from this work, you know, Keith, and I kind of drafted a, a plan for a study group, and I'll let Keith uh, review that with the committee. 
Yes, thank you, Greg. Yeah, we'd really uh, love the opportunity uh, to engage in the next layer of conversations. Uh, this is a long overdue conversation uh, to have so we can really look at and enhance our food services program. Um, and we really want to engage the, the community as much as we can. And, and that dialogue and really look at some actionable items that can, can be taken to move forward. I will say that Kyle Parson, our food services manager and his team has been committed uh, you know, through the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic to really bring that variety as much as possible, even though they've had to contest food supply issues, uh, labor shortages, and a variety of other challenges. Uh, but it doesn't shorten the need to have this conversation. And we really look forward to uh, building this group uh, to, to look at the issues at hand and really um, narrow down our, our discussion points and, and make recommendations uh, to go forward. And I think one of the better things that can happen is you know coming up with some good ideas that can be tried and then we can review on their effectiveness and then, and then go to the next layer. So I'm really looking forward to bringing this group together uh, to start that conversation again. Thank you so much. Um, the next thing- Kelly, um, or through the chair, yeah, through the chair, is that okay? Yeah. Oh, Kristen, I just saw your hand, but Bryce, did you say- Oh, wait, Kristen, yeah, Kristen first and then, yeah. Oh, okay. um, I actually just had a quick question um, on the proposed list of uh, members on that um, group. There was specifically one South Row Middle School parent, one North Row Middle School parent, I think, and then also one North Row parent and one South Row parent. So I assume those, the North Row South Row is specifically for elementary level, or can they be anywhere um, at any level? I think the idea was to make sure we had that balance between younger um, and older as best we could. Uh, it might even be good to have someone that has experienced uh, things for, for a few years, but uh, you know, looking at how things currently can be constrained. Greg, do you have do you have a comment on what ultimately we wanted to gain there? Yeah, I think we, when we were discussing um, the membership of this study group, one of the things we talked about, there are many different ways we can get student input. So we yeah. thought having a member, uh, you know, middle school students as members, and then having focus groups at the elementary level so we can hear and get their ideas and input. Uh, get, get more specific group. feedback from them. Yep. Bryce? Thank you, Kelly. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to to Keith and Kyle and the entire food service team for entertaining us. Um, you know, as we just try and get together and and figure out what the next iteration of the program looks like into the future. Um, but mostly just a thanks for engaging with us. A thanks for what you do. A thanks for what you've been doing, and especially what you've been doing it through. Um, and I think it's a, it shows commitment to the community that, that we get to do this work and I'm looking forward to it. So thanks. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, we, Greg. So just one last, um, uh, point, And that is we will be communicating this information out to, um, families. So we are seeking membership, uh, to the study group. So we will do that um, in next week's uh, Tuesday uh, communication. And um, so we are looking to the goals really to examine the current menu options and explore meals that reflect a more diverse student body, increase participation rates and rebrand the food services department, improve the connection of the food services department to the health and wellness 
and capitalize on community partners and expertise. And the time commitment will be uh, monthly uh, meetings. Um, we have listed through April at this point in time. Do you envision um, like the May school committee meeting possibly presenting something? Is that? That was our intention okay. that, you know, we would conduct work uh, October through April and then give an update to the committee of, of the work. And then I have a feeling that the study group will continue beyond, beyond April um, into uh, potentially next year. Great. Um, I, if I could do a plug, um, my elementary school child would like the cookies that Melican has. So she would like those cookies to be offered in elementary school. Although she's going to be in middle school next year anyways, but her older sister brings home the cookies to her and she's loving them. So that's great. I'll share the yeah. news. Yes. So. All right. Next on the agenda is distribution of the school committee presentation cycle. We've um, the last couple of years, we've had different um, de departments um, presenting and then also the school committee, um, the PTOs present to the school committee. And so we've made a schedule to kind of align everything. Um, it was in your packet. Greg, do you wanna share anything about that? No, but I think, I think it was an excellent idea. I think um, uh, that was made a couple of years ago. So we launched it last year. Um, we reviewed uh, presentations and kind of the, the topics the school committee would like to be more informed about. Um, so we kind of mapped it out for the next two, two years. I would just add that the 24, 25 um, presentation cycle is a placeholder as topics emerge and uh, become more clear. We will update that in um, this, the September of next year. Um, does anybody have any questions about it? Um, I know one thing that Greg and I talked about that we were talking about, I think it was social studies or something, but then we decided to push it and do the ELA this year since it started new. Um, you know, so that might be something that's pushed out a little further, but um, everyone's good. All right. Thank you. Um we have the school improvement plan and parent teacher organization presentation. So that is also in with the presentation cycle. Um, probably should have asked the principals while they're here if it's good, but I'm assuming they've been consulted and it's okay. Thanks. Great. All right, we already did the cell phone grant, approved that. The next is we have another grant that has been awarded to one of our teachers in the district. And I will let Superintendent Martineau explain about that one. Yeah, so one of our proctor educators, Heidi Schwer, was um, nominated for an Outstanding Educator uh, Award that um, one of the media outlets um, um, provided. Um, so uh, because of, uh, Massachusetts ethics law, she can't accept the donation um, as an individual. Um, so this will allow Proctor School to accept the funding. And then Heidi Schwer will determine how um, 
she expends the money for her classroom in the proctor school. Questions? Joan? Uh, not a question, but a suggestion. Uh, mm -hmm. Since Heidi Schwer was given this award as an outstanding educator award uh, through the chair, Kelly, could a letter be written on behalf of the school committee to thank her for her Definitely. devotion and dedication? Definitely. I'd be happy to draft a letter and um, share it with Kelly. And at the same time, I'd like to make a motion to approve Excuse me, the $500 Visa gift card to Heidi Schwer Proctor School. Second. Motioned by Joan, seconded by Lauren. Any discussion? I just want to say congratulations to um, Heidi. And we'll, I mean, it speaks not only about her dedication to the kids, but also the, the kids, how they they nominated her, you know, it was an award that they had to go out of their element. It wasn't something that was part of the school day or whatever. The families had to seek out this and nominate her. So it just says how great she is to our district. And we're lucky to have her to be representing us. Uh, roll call vote, Joan? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Bryce? Yes. Myself as a yes, passes unanimously. Congratulations, Heidi. We look forward to hearing what you're gonna do with the grant. Uh, we have old business is liaison assignments. I don't think there's any changes on that. Um, I see a couple hands up. Oh, Joan, it might be an old hand maybe. Um, I don't think we have anything with the subcommittee liaison assignment, no changes. I think we'll all go with that. Uh, superintendent, uh, report to the committee enrollments. So I do have the enrollment report to share with the committee as of 9, 15, 2023. Um, so as you can see, we have uh, many of our uh, elementary classrooms are capped. Um, you know, specifically um, in grade one. Um, and just a reminder, that is why we added uh, a third section of grade one at Proctor School. So I think that that decision has um, been an important and positive decision to make maintain class sizes in grade one and provide space for any students who um, do join our districts uh, in grade one. Um, I would just note the second page, which speaks to the variance month month variance. Um, so one of our goals this year was to ensure that we have a withdrawal uh, procedure um, over the course of August so that students who have left our district are not counted in the September enrollment report. Um, I think we did a, a much better job as a, a team in, in doing this work. Um, what you see in most grade levels, you'll see uh, plus or minus one, which is typical typical of what we would see. Um, and in grade, grade um, 
six, we saw um, seven students, um, um, the difference from the um, September enrollment. And that difference really is, I think, again, um, when those students were actually withdrawn was after um, school started. So we will continue to work on that over the over the next several months in preparation for the launch of the 24-25 school year. So the so seven students didn't leave in October in September. Like yeah. the, these did they start or come and leave or no, they never started. So okay. they should not have been counted in the September um, enrollment report. Okay. Also in your packet is the FY24 monthly general fund expenditure report. And I will turn it over to Becky to review that report with the committee. And also she'll update you on the grants report. And then Becky, why don't you also give the MSBA update? Oh, okay, <laughs> a briefer. Um, yes, so the monthly general fund uh, report that is included in your packet is as of September 30th, 2023. Um, over the past month, um, the finance department has continued to um, really review um, all of the expenditures and all of the encumbrances that we've made for the fiscal year. As a result, um, you'll see that we have um, 563,000 um, or 2.01% remaining on the bottom line. So that is slightly down from last month's report where we had 3.91% remaining on the bottom line. However, it's a little bit better than where we were at last year at this time when we were at $337,424 or 1.26%. But we really are within that same range that we would expect to see at this time of year. I just wanted to point out for the committee to a couple of new um, budget line items that would appear on that report. Um, the first one is on page 10, and that is for account number um, 2320, medical therapy specialists. Uh, over the past few years, um, the finance team has been working hard to align our account numbers to match the DESI chart of accounts. And this line item includes salaries for specialists like um, physical therapists. And these funds were budgeted in the FY24 um, report, but they were under account number 3209, which is OTPT. Um, we have also made that same account um, correction uh, in the special education transportation line, where we split out our summer transportation costs, and those costs were budgeted in the special education transportation line right below that. So you'll see that offset there. Um, these changes will also help us with our end of year report um, that we do submit to DESE um, at this time each year. Um, Kelly, did you want to take a vote on that before I moved on to grants? Sorry, had to unmute. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. Um, I So just to clarify, so they're not new expenses, new things. It's just reclassifying that's what's correct. already been there we're trying to really clean up our account numbers so that we can yeah. match which is great i know you did that a few years ago like every year it seems like a little more digging away at it which is exactly great. and each year when we do the end of your report it highlights new areas where we have to make these corrections perfect joan uh yes i would like to make a motion to approve until audited the fy 24 monthly general fund expenditure report 
as of September 30th, 2023. Second. Motion by Jones, seconded by Bryce. <clears throat> Any discussion? None. Roll call vote, Joan? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Bryce? Yes. Myself is a yes. It passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank you. So also included in your packet is an accounting of the grants that the district has received in fiscal year 2024. Um, this includes federal entitlement grants such as titles one, two A, three, and four, as well as our IDEA special education and early childhood spe special education program grants. These six federal grants total $689,711, which is a $39,000 increase over FY23's allocations. Um, we have also received two state grants, one that we have already discussed um, in this meeting, and then the um, second is the expanding high quality instructional mathematics materials. And this will support the adoption of new core instructional math materials. And that will include professional development. Um, at this time, I would ask the committee to vote to accept these very beneficial grants um, that definitely uh, help to support the programs in our district. Nah, who wants money? <laughs> I don't want any extra money. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, were these grants, um, were some of them sought out? Um, do you find them and then write them and apply for them? Or how are... So the federal grants are all entitlement grants. We do, we need to apply for them. Believe me, it's a lot of work and the state has actually changed their um, their grant um, submission uh, platform this year. So um, I know uh, Stephanie Reinhorn and Deb Lemieux and special education have been um, really getting to learn the system quite well. Um, but the uh, bottom two, the state grants were competitive grants. Great, Greg? Yeah, I just want to um, thank uh, Dr. Reinhorn for um, you know pursuing these grants, writing the grants. Um, they have been extremely beneficial in helping us move our goal and goals and work forward. Um, so I just, again, want to acknowledge Stephanie uh, for her hard work uh, pursuing this, these grants for the districts. Thank you. A question before we have a motion. Um, do we need to read each individual? Do we title it? I mean, we already approved the cell phone grant. Um, how would you like us to handle that, Becky? And Greg, I think you can just approve uh, the grant as presented uh, on the document, and um, it doesn't hurt to double approve a grant. Okay. <laughs> Would anyone like to make a motion? Can Joe? I can oh, I make a motion to yes. approve all federal, state, and cell phone grants? Cell phone is part of the as, state. Grant. Okay, so um, to approve all federal and state grants as described um, as, yeah. For a total amount of $750,751? Okay. Yeah, for a total of $720,751. 
Motion by second. Seconded by Lauren. Any discussion? Seeing none. Roll call vote. Joan? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Bryce? Yes. Myself as a yes. Passes unanimously. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you, everybody, for all that hard work. We appreciate it. Okay. And so moving on to the MSBA update. Um, was it yesterday morning? Uh, yeah, even though it seems like it was a month ago, but yes, it was actually <laughs> yesterday morning. Yeah. So yesterday morning, um, we did host uh, representatives from the um, MSBA at the Peasley School. Um, we had representatives from MSBA as well as an outside, um, I think they're an engineering firm, STV, um, who toured the school. Um, Kelly was in attendance, um, uh, Greg, Keith, um, Bud Richardson, who is our facility manager, as well as Mitch Cohen, who is the chair of the select board, and um, Mike Gallagher, who is the interim town administrator, and Dr. Mary Copley also um, was part of that tour. Um, and so we were able to show them around the facilities. Um, they had many questions for us. Um, they did explain the process to us that, um, and I, you know, somebody feel free to jump in. I think they said that they we were down to about 60 um, submissions. Yeah, 60, 60, sub, 60 submissions, 23, um, they're touring 23 schools. And I think they said nine are uh, nine additional one they've already toured so they don't have to tour those. So mm -hmm. it's probably about 30 that they're looking at or so. Greg? Yeah, that is accurate. So there, there were 30 schools, I believe seven were schools they had already visited in prior years. So they weren't going to do a site visit. And then 23, as you indicated, um, were uh, visits. I think this is a result of um, Keith Lavoy and, and, and Becky Pellegrino's work on submitting a statement of interest uh, to the MSBA. Um, so that basically initiates MSBA um, and looking at our statement of interest for um, joining the program and entering into the eligibility phase. So um, I think just some context uh, for the committee. And I think that they also indicated that we should have um, more information as to whether or not we would be accepted into the um, eligibility phase or the eligibility phase in December um, of 2023. And if I could through the chair, just one last comment that Acceptance into the eligibility phase uh, by MSBA does not uh, commit the district to do anything. It's actually the first step to really have continued conversations around, um, you know, looking at what could be uh, for the Peasley Elementary School. Um, so again, it's not a commitment to the community, nor is it a commitment to MSBA uh, to fund a building project, but it starts the process. And a reminder to committee members, um, the benefit of it is that it could be up to potentially 60%, um, 30 to 60%, you know, depending on how things go. So it's definitely a great program to be accepted into and would help all of us um, residents of our town. All right, um, budget priorities. Yes, so the, it's hard to believe that the 
uh, school committee had a special school committee meeting uh, this past Monday morning um, to really dive into the budget priorities and um, just uh, for the community's benefit, these budget priorities are really essential in the budget process as we move uh, the FY25 budget forward. Um, it really helps the district to make decisions. Um, and I'll just also acknowledge that three years ago, the district um, and the community worked to align these budget priorities with the district's uh, strategic plan, Vision 2026. Um, and I'll turn it back to you, Kelly. All right. Um, any discussion? Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, Lauren. I just didn't know if it would be helpful to sort of summarize what we talked about at our meeting um, uh, and some of the edits that are in our budget priorities. Would you like me to just quickly summarize that, Kelly? Please. Thank you. So as um, Superintendent Martineau mentioned, we did work on um, these budget priorities several years ago. Um, and so in the past budget cycle, we were able to um, sort of meet some of those budget priorities, um, including um, providing an updated math and ELA curriculum, uh, sorry, math for the middle school and ELA for elementary school. So we were able to cross those off. Um, and then we did add several bullet points um, which includes launching a world language program at the elementary level, um, creating two assistant principals at the elementary level, um, and also just overall ensuring that the district is maximizing our current staffing resources. Um, and additionally, just identifying any type of sustainability initiatives. So that was some of the um, discussion that we had at, it was actually last Friday, Greg, not this Monday, but uh, it was last Friday morning. Thanks, Kelly. Just thought that that, that was yeah. sort of important to summarize. Yeah. Um, so to my recollection, I feel like um, we were discussing potentially not approving the budget um, priorities tonight. Um, we were going to sit on seeing the changes that we discussed and then have uh, one more budget priorities meeting. Um, sub-meeting so we could iron it all out and then potentially come back in November and approve it. Um, is everybody still on board with that thought process? I guess my question would be, um, uh, Greg, do you have enough information from school committee members uh, to sort of start your internal budget process or do you need more information from us tonight? Yes, so, so Monday's meeting provided no clarity, but Friday's meeting was very helpful in providing the district some direction. So yes, I think this gives us what we need. Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, we'll move on to the budget calendar. So again, our running record of uh, key dates and milestones for the budget. This is a dynamic um, document and Cheryl Upperay will be adding dates as they become known as and as events happen. Great. All righty. Uh, next on the agenda is school committee member reports. 
Joan. Uh, thank you, Kelly. Uh, the first one I'd like to report on is the Superintendent's Advisory Committee meeting. Uh, Kelly was there as the representative to K-8, and I was there as the regional member. And uh, at that time, Greg gave an update to all the attending uh, PTO chairs and answered any questions that they had. <clears throat> the other one is um, the um, Northborough Ed Foundation. I have no update on that because their meeting is going on concurrently with ours at this present time at the Northborough Public Library. Um, I will also be attending the Northborough Senior Council of Aging meeting <clears throat> on October 10th at 5.30. And the biggest detail that I have to share is the policy combined meeting that took place on September the 27th. <clears throat> and at that time, we looked at uh, the various policies. This first one is gonna be coming back as a third reading at the combined meeting in December, which is the animals in school. Uh, we're also looking to do the set up goals for this year and look at the annual summary review. Mary Ellen Duggan was there and policies that she would like us to look at are J25, child abuse and neglect, J100, immunization, J350, <clears throat> substance abuse. And the other one that uh, I, I believe it was her, but it was that the whole committee wanted to look at the student travel overnight. Am I the only one who lost audio? I think we lost. No. Okay. Yeah, I was like, you never know. It's like, is it me or is it them? I couldn't tell. So I think Joan is frozen. I am. Uh, oh. I think you're frozen, Joan. Joan, I'm going to move on to Lauren and then we'll circle back to you. All right, so I can actually pick up where Joan left off. Um, I was at the policy subcommittee as well. Um, so essentially, um, our work at our first subcommittee meeting was really to determine um, sort of our path forward this year and what types of policies we'll be delving into um, to look at um, for review. Um, and so we are going to continue like last year, looking into some health and wellness policies as recommended by Mary Ellen Duggan. Um, and uh, so I know that Joan started to actually recite some of those. Joan, you're back, hello. <laughs> um, I don't actually have that exact list. Um, so Joan, if you wanna hop on uh, and just sort of um, explain those, that would be great. Um, and then uh, we also uh, talked a little bit about the, the policy review and development I protocol and um, just sort of how we're going to be using that to, to look at our policies um, sort of from different perspectives and make sure that our policies are um, sort of meeting the needs of every uh, student in our district. That's what we talked about. Uh, Lauren, I missed your part when you asked me to hop on and it was coming in and out. Was, did you need clarification? Um, I think that when we lost you, Joan, uh, you were in the middle of explaining the um, policies that we are planning on um, reviewing this cycle. So if you could just list those. Okay, um, were those the ones from Mary Ellen Duggan? Yes. Okay, so it was J25, child abuse and neglect, J100, immunization, J350, substance abuse, 
And we also talked about student travel overnight. The, uh, the last time this was looked at was in 2017, 2018. Then it was paused for a year. And then it was um, the pandemic came. So that was from 20, 2020 to 2022. So we figured it was time for that to come back and to delve into the student travel overnight. Great. Thank you both so much. Bryce? Just a quick update on the uh, TA hiring committee. So the resume uh, date has come and gone, and there's um, a good amount of candidates, kind of larger, larger pool than there was last time around. But it looks like that just timeline wise um, won't start interviewing process until late October. So I will hopefully have a more comprehensive update for our next meeting. Great, thank you so much. Joan, did you have something else? No, I didn't. Okay. Thank you. Okay, um, so I would just like to um, speak about NSPAC and um, they have some upcoming events. It's on their um, webpage, nspac.org. And um, the, there's an event tomorrow night, Parents Night Out. It's at Red Heat Tavern in Westboro. Uh, they also, in a couple of weeks on Wednesday, October 18th at 9.30, they have a coffee and connect at the Westboro Panera and October 25th at 6.30 PM. They have uh, the bullying, what parents need to know, a free virtual workshop uh, presented by the Federation of Children with Special Needs. And there is a link that you can click to register for that event. Okay. Seeing no other sharing. There is no educational policy at this time. We have no policy development or distribution at this time. So next agenda item would be the personnel items, distribution of the personnel report. Sure, so in your packet is the personnel report as of October 4th, 2023. And um, we have several appointments and I'll just note that we continue to struggle um, to hire educator support professionals. Um, and specifically, currently, we're seeing um, some resignations in our CASEL programs. Um, primarily, people are taking on um, additional responsibilities, teaching positions in other districts. Um, Heather uh, Richards is um, trying to be as creative with advertising. But I also think that um, for the community, anything they can do to network and communicate that ESP positions and, and openings are available in our district and to apply for those would be very helpful. Um, and I do have one, um, one item to share. Um, and that is just a reminder that October 19th, um, we have our StoryBridge event um, that will take place at Algonquin Regional High School in the Black Box Theater. Um, we have uh, 10 people who will be sharing their stories. And really the goal is for the community uh, to, 
get to know um, other other members of the community, um, hear their stories and learn about um, their backgrounds and experiences. So that is uh, available uh, to anyone who would like to attend. I attended that last year and it was great. Loved it. Um, I'm hoping to attend it again. My girls have cheering. So I'm going to be dropping off or picking up and around the same time at Algonquin. So it's perfect timing. My only suggestion would be to identify better where the black box theater is, because if you're not an Algonquin student or parent or know anything about it, you'll go to the auditorium <laughs> and then you have a very long walk, windy walk around to try to find it. So if there could be some sort of communication about that, that would be only, that would be the only thing that I would have changed from last year's event. We do have uh, plans to improve, um, you know, getting people to the right, the right location. Um, Parking. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen. Um, I was just going to ask if Greg could share, uh, maybe we're on, on the website, there is a list of positions that are available or things that you're looking for with us so that we just have information that we could spread networking wise. On the district, if, if people go to um, the district website, which is nsfro.k12.ma.us, um, there will be three um, boxes in, uh, that you'll see. And one of the, the main boxes is open positions. And if they click on the open positions, they'll see all the positions that are open in our district and directions on how to apply. Um, I am just getting a message from Mary Ellen Duggan asking us to um, just remind people that there is a drive-through flu clinic clinic at Algonquin on October 14th. Sorry, flu clinic vaccine. Flu, flu clinic vaccine. vaccine. Sorry, flu vaccine clinic. It's not a flu clinic. It's a vaccine. <laughs> at first I thought you said a food and I was like, hmm, what's food? It's, it's not that either. Ah. <laughs> All right. That's great. Do you have to um, register for that? Do you know? Or is there more information on the town website, I wonder? Um, hold, I think she's going to tell me. Hold on one second. I should just see if she wants Is she an to. attendee? Does she? I know. Let me see if I can just get She her was in. before. I don't know. If she she said, oh, so Greg did share the link in his newsletter. Okay. Um, and so the information is in his um, most recent newsletter. Okay. Perfect. All right, next on the agenda, um, communications. Nothing, Greg? No, um, excuse me, I do have one comment that Mariana uh, Silva, who um, uh, supports the front desk at the central office, and she has also been tasked with the new responsibility of covering events that are happening in our schools. So principals um, will be filling out forms of key events that they, they would like coverage. So photography and um, little little uh, narratives around what's happening that we can better communicate the exciting things that are happening across our schools and, and communities. So we're very excited for that to begin. That will actually begin this Friday. She'll be attending an event and taking pictures and capturing um, the excitement. 
It's exciting. Another thing I did see also um, in the community um, was Algonquin is, and I think it's for the athletic department. They're having some sort of a pumpkin sale at um, one of the locations um, in town. I think it's at the solar place. I feel like the new building that used to be the ice cream Miller's ice cream. Um, so people can check that out to help support high school. Also, even though this is K through eight, I still want to support, support our other students. Um, we have an action on minutes, the open meeting minutes of September 6th, 2023. I'll make a motion to approve the open meeting minutes of September 6th, 2023. Second. Motion by Lauren, seconded by Kristen. Any discussion? Seeing none, roll call vote. Kristen? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Joan? Yes. Bryce? Yes. And myself is a yes. So passes unanimously. Uh, future agenda items. Um, we received an email to the uh, Northboro School um, about the elections in the schools taking place. Um, and so I know we usually do discuss it at combined meetings about the calendar and things like that, but it is held in our school in Mellican, which is K through eight. Um, so that might serve to put on our agenda item, Greg. Yeah, so I forgot one communication that I will be requesting that the select board uh, seek an alternative voting site uh, on, on in May. So I will be submitting that in the letter uh, by the end of this week. Perfect. Okay. Does anybody else have any other future agenda items? Bryce. Uh, just to come back to this other topic real quick. Well, is, are there any other members of the community that should be invited to that meeting um, who may be representatives of or connected to other facilities to the, to, the, to the subject on the, where the voting takes place? Okay. You know, the chair of the, of the select board, the, a representative from the senior center or other buildings in the town that have capacity. I'm just wondering, given we're gonna have the conversation if people could be there directly related to it, who could hear and understand the concerns. So uh, so um, I did have a, a chance to, to speak with the select board chair and his recommendation was to submit a letter requesting um, the town to um, pursue an alternative site and that would initiate other town departments, other folks being involved in that decision. And then I believe it has to then be applied through the state. The state has to come and approve locations as well. Um, so it's a multi-step process. So the fact that um, we're gonna initiate it with a letter and then that'll hopefully spiral off to a meeting and go on from there. Is that what you're... 
Well, I'm just curious then, is the agenda item to approve a letter or to write a letter or to say we're my, going to write my a letter? My agenda item was to have the discussion and talk about it. And then the superintendent said that he forgot that that was a communication that he is going to be requesting. Right. Okay. Okay. So he's going to, he's going to, he's going to write the letter to seek the alternative location. So we don't have to put it necessarily on our next agenda item unless we hear back from them of a meeting or whatever, and then it can be added to our agenda. Is that, am I understanding okay. that right, Greg? That sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound good, Bryce? Is yeah. That I, mean, right? I, think, I think one of the things we could do is just leave it as an standing agenda item. Okay. Um, yes. Regardless okay. of whether it changes or not, I think there are some logistics around holding um, the election in our schools. Um, and we've already started the planning with um, in our safety officials. Perfect. Any other things for the agenda? We won't start our um, PTO presentations until after the new year, but we have other agenda items um, scheduled for the thing. I believe MCAS is the next is is our next meeting, I believe. I think it was Rhoda Webb. Uh, Rhoda will be presenting her Rhoda. multilingual learner update and then uh, the data on enrollment. Okay. All right. Approval of bills and payroll. It's happening remotely. Becky, we're all set with that. We're good. Okay. And uh, next is last on our agenda is the audience sharing. Um, again, uh, raise your virtual hand if you'd like to be called on, and then you need to state your name and address for the record before your comment. And then at the conclusion um, of that, we will demote you back to Hi. an attendee. Yes, Joan. Hi, Kelly. I'm having a hard time um, with my internet tonight. It's coming in and out. So I wanted to know if somebody else could take over in um, doing the time. That'd be great. Lauren? Yes, I'm happy okay. to. Great. Okay. Um, let's see if we have any attendees with comments for our committee. I'll give it a minute just to see if any hands go up. I'm not seeing any hands yet. Going once, going twice. Okay, Joan, you um, wanted to say something, I believe, um, at the conclusion of the first audience sharing, and I put you on pause. I don't know if You've already stated it, or if you want to circle back, or if you're set. Joan, maybe she can't hear um, Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Um, thank you, Kelly. I, I'm getting it. It comes in and out. I'll try to, try to do this quickly. All I wanted to, and this is the audience sharing, correct? Yes, we're in audience sharing right now. Okay, so you're an audience member. Okay, thank you. Because it's been coming in and out, so I'll do it. And so I don't know where what part we're at. Um, I just wanted to say as a school committee member that I appreciate the time and comments of the 
Mm. Comments. And I'm referring back to the September 2022. Choppy. Sorry, Joan. Joan what is it? Turn, if you can turn off your video, Joan, that might help. Yeah, try just doing audio. Okay, I'll start again. Perfect. Okay. As a school committee member, I appreciate the time and comments of all the public and all of our meetings during the audience sharing or the public comments section. I'm referring back to my years of service, but especially the September, I believe it was 2022, uh, K-8 school committee, when we had two parents that were in the audience and brought up the issue of the continuity of teaching and uh, there's five day week without any interruptions. They brought up the idea that there were half day parent conferences, election days and holidays and how it affected their students that they were not having five consistent days. Uh, brought up our superintendent, the school calendar did fact that when we looked at it, the end result was that this year's calendar does have an increase of weeks of education with interruption. So it just, I wanted to bring that up because it just proves how we do listen. We, we, do, we cannot deliberate during um, audience sharing, but we do listen to the public and we take their suggestions and see how to always make improvements. Education is something that is constantly evolving and making uh, improvements. Going ahead, these are just my suggestions that I would like to propose is that a survey monkey would go out to all interested uh, parties to get their sides of this issue. I think it's important to get the teachers, the principals and administration. And also somehow if we can get comments from our parent community that supported the original decision, why did they think it was a good, and good decision? And also to have the people to make their comments in the survey monkey about why they thought it wasn't a good decision. This also affects the, the anything that we do affects the time on learning and the preparation that goes into it and enthusiasm of children and we never want that to diminish to, to diminish. And I think we have to Don't. early do these days. So I think we're losing you again, Joan. So I need to thank the, the parents. 30 okay. seconds, Joan. I'll end. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Thank you. So, sorry, Joan. We, we couldn't hear you all the time, but I think we heard most of it. We did. We got okay. the gist of it, Joan. And even though you're an audience sharing, so we cannot respond. Um, I think Superintendent Martineau did hear a lot of it and we heard of it, a lot of it as a community. Okay. As well. so, thank you. Thank you for sharing, Joan. Um, any other committee members or administration that has anything they'd like to share? No. Alrighty. Um, I will, there's no other business to come before us. Our next school committee meeting, we will do our best people to be in person on November 1st at Melican. I swear we're going to, we're going to do it this time. We're going to do it. Any motions to adjourn? 
I'll make a motion to adjourn the Northboro K through eight school committee at 8.31 PM. I'll second that motion. Motion by Bryce, seconded by Lauren. Any discussion? Roll call vote. Lauren? Yes. Joan? Yes. Yes. Kristen? Yes. Bryce? Yes. We are adjourned at 831. Thank you all so much for coming tonight.